The Tampa Bay Buccaneers got their first of the must-wins remaining on their schedule and now turn their attention to a revenge matchup with the Falcons. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this WTSP Wednesday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener review every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks. He is Evan Klosky at Ekloski WTSP. And we are here with you every well the two of us are here with you every wednesday i am here with you every monday through friday of course you can check out everything that evan is doing on 10 tampa bay and at 10 tampa bay.com you can check out my work as the deputy editor of sb nations bucks nation.com and now you can join the locked on bucks insiders where you get the news the inside scoop and exclusive content direct delivered directly to your phone plus one-on-one conversations with me via text message and who doesn't want to do that join the locked on bucks insiders and be in the know all the time at jointsubtextcom slash locked on bucks to sign up this episode is brought to you by price picks the easiest most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl use code locked on nfl all lowercase for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars the buccaneers absolutely stunk the last time they played the Falcons. So what needs to change? Plus predictions for that game coming up a little bit later. But Evan, let's start by putting a nice, pretty little bow on a horrendously ugly game against the Carolina Panthers. But an ugly win beats a pretty loss any day of the week. It was a Don't win. Don't tell Florida State play. that. Oh, you know, I, I, I mentioned it on Sunday's live stream i am not a florida state fan in fact of the florida like the big three florida schools i will take miami you are Uh, a big fan of ohio state that's what i mean that's your what you really lean towards florida state and ohio state are like this um if i was going to pick a big time florida school i would i would root for the miami hurricanes but man did florida state get absolutely hosed absolutely hosed um they deserve to be in there. I that's what else can you say? But uh in this game against the Panthers, the Bucks were obviously bludgeoned with injuries, which didn't help matters. And then it looked like Noah was gonna have to build another arc to save all the people that were at the game. But what was your biggest takeaway from a much needed win by the Buccaneers? I, my biggest take there are a few. One, uh the first half tape I kind of ignore a little bit. Still looking through it, but it was pouring. It was unexpected rain. Both teams did not prepare for it at all. I mean, classic Florida-Tampa weather, right? You have a pop-up shower, but but truly, usually you know it's coming. You can feel, I mean, it, we don't get rain like that in December, that humidity. It felt very September-y type of football. So I just thought that both teams were ill-prepared for what was coming their way. You saw that in the Baker Mayfield interception, the the 12, six curve ball that he said just kind of floated it up there and, and lost his grip. So 
A, I don't want people to read too much into the first half um, right after the, the Bucks scored their touchdown. That's when the rain really started. So it really limited what they were, were able to do. And I, I think it scared uh, Baker a little bit to kind of make some some decisions if he didn't feel comfortable throwing that that ball, if it was a little bit slippery, so on and so forth. Two, the, the defense, obviously, I, I'm a little bit – confused as to why the Panthers didn't just run the ball down their throats. Ryan Neal was playing running, uh, was playing linebacker and Mm -hmm. God bless him because that is a really tough spot to be put in. He only practiced one walkthrough at linebacker was shoved in there for most of the game. Look, he's not built like that. He can't get off of blocks. I can't say that, you know, with Devin white being one legged this season, that, White's doing much better shedding shedding blocks as well. But um, overall, I thought the defense made enough splash plays to win that game. So like Ryan Neal on uh, the, 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 in the red zone trip that forced mm-hmm. the field goal, right? He made that tremendous tackle for a loss. Izzy was there as well. You know, Anton Winfield Jr., right up there with the Atlanta game, just all pro, all world, I even maybe put the Panthers game ahead of the Falcons game only because Winfield Jr. was was back to his 2022 role where Bowles put him everywhere. Right. He was in the mm-hmm. slot. He was he was he was blitzing. He was playing center field. He he was you had to account for him. And if you didn't, you were screwed because he he was just playing. There, you, there was no one position where he just stayed there, right? He was on the near side, the far side of the field. He was shallow. He was deep. Um, just a world-class effort from him. Uh, I thought Logan Hall made made some some good plays. He, he generated some, some stuffs there in the run game. So there were some tackles for a loss. There were some pressures. There were just some, some things that the defense did well enough – to put the Panthers behind the sticks. And if you can do that, they're not going to be able to really save themselves and pick up a, a, a second and long to then get a, a third and, you know, medium. Like they're just, they're not built that way. They stink. Their, their wide receivers can't gain any separation. I really feel for, for Bryce Young. He's, he's not really set up for success at all. He's hard to evaluate. Uh, I understand the struggles of people trying to do that, but it was, a um, it was really uh, an underwhelming offensive effort with a star performance from Mike Evans. It was, yeah, and it was a good enough job by the defense. I, you know, and I give the defense a lot of grace. I, I think that they they did a pretty darn good job with the hand that they were dealt, being without their top three linebackers, without their cornerback and Jamel Dean. Um, it's just. I mean, that's not easy. And Bowles had a couple of change-ups in there I didn't hate. He pulled Ryan Neal off the field a few times, threw uh, JTS out there, and he had, um, you know, his front four. And then JTS and kind of like, am I going to blitz? Am I going to drop back in the coverage? This is now the second straight week where Bowles is kind of tinkering with, can you play the off-ball linebacker position? So uh, it didn't work out well in Indy. They scored in that touchdown drive. We really didn't see it again. Um, but, he, but he did throw out a couple of those plays. And, um, and he, he generated a, a, 
there was one that generated a pressure. Another, I think the ball got off pretty quickly. But I, they're trying, and I, that's that's all I can ask for. So Bull saves his job, but um, they they can't bring that rushing defense to Atlanta. No. No, that, that's going to be a major, major problem. And we're going to talk about the Atlanta Falcons coming up in a little bit, but also want to get your thoughts on something that I threw out there regarding Baker Mayfield. That is coming up next here on Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Looking for a meaningful gift this holiday season that any and all of your loved ones will actually use and enjoy? As you know, I'm a hockey dad and we travel all over for games and my family and in-laws can't make it to every game and some live out of town and can't make it to any games, but they still love to see the moments that happen on these trips, both on and off the ice. And now with two kids headed off to the Navy, everyone wants to be able to, to keep an eye on their adventures as well. That's why a skylight frame is the perfect gift for anyone on my list. Skylight is a touchscreen photo frame that you can send photos to straight from your phone and they appear in seconds. You can even preload photos before the box is even open. And you can invite multiple friends and family to share photos to the same frame so your loved ones can keep up with all the people they love, no matter where they are. As a special limited offer for our listeners, get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. To get $15 off your purchase, just go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. That's S-K-Y. L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash locked on. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel channel. Evan, I want to get your thoughts real quick on something that I threw out there on my Sunday live post-game reaction episode. I wrote about it on my pick six that goes up on Bucks Nation uh, the day after uh, a Bucks game. And I was talking about Baker Mayfield. And of course, I said on the show, like Baker Mayfield had his worst game as a Buccaneer, in my opinion. It was a terrible game. But then I was called a, a Baker apologist and, and all these other things because I said to me, it looked like with a lot of these throws that he was leaving short, and it was more than just that interception of Mike that, that slipped out of his hand. There were a lot of, of plays that he left short where he had Mike open. He had uh, you know some of these other receivers open and, and the ball was short. Looked like he couldn't plant and drive on that right foot the way he normally does and that that ankle might have been a bigger problem than normal. Did you see the same thing or was it just kind of an overall bad performance in general? So as I mentioned, right, like it was pouring rain mm -hmm. and what like bad ankle pouring rain equals a really bad formula, right? It's tough to plant. Things are slippery. You already don't feel good at your base and now you're trying to compensate in different ways. Didn't look very comfortable. 
then then he got hurt later in the game where it rolled up on him again. He certainly he certainly looked like a player that was 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 hurting badly in that contest. I do think the weather was part of it. I do think some of it was just a crap game. Uh, and and I just go back to the same stuff, you know, like there was an unacceptable third down throw that he fell short of Mike Evans. I think that's maybe the one that you're referencing. You, yep. can't, you can't miss that. Um, you know, there was a play where, where um, I believe Godwin was wide open in the middle of the field as well. Didn't really give him a look. And I, I got to go back and look again and see what the progressions were, whether he was in it. But then you go back and and you talk about the Mike Evans touchdown, and that was not an easy throw, right on the money. It was a little bit of practice and preparation, and Mike doing the the perfect route, and Baker having the perfect throw, and both of them being aligned. And it just it continues to go back to the same thing. I I, I again need to reiterate to people. It's not that Baker Mayfield is great. I don't think you're saying that he's an all-class quarterback. I'm not saying he's an all-class quarterback. I'm telling you that he is QB 15 to 18. He is an average QB. And that means every week when I watch the film and I log plays and I say, woof, Baker, wow, Baker, usually there are three horrendous decisions, plays, mistakes, and there's three really special plays. And then somewhere in the middle is average quarterbacking. Is he someone who's going to elevate this team to a Super Bowl? No. Did you think that Baker Mayfield entering the season was going to take the Buccaneers, a team that had no money in their cap, a team that lost Tom Brady and, and has one of the youngest rosters in the league? Did you think entering the season this was a Super Bowl roster? No. And they have some time to make it work. But if you are watching this team and you are telling me that Baker Mayfield is the reason why they're in the position that they are in, you are lying to yourself and you are just not you are taking the the easiest form of of analysis and criticism. And you are just saying, might as well blame the quarterback, because that is not what's going on here. Right. I I actually. said it last week on the podcast. Carolina's defense is really good. It is insane. And I don't know what their numbers are now. I, I'm going to assume they improved a little bit because it's not like things were getting out of hand. But reminder, the Panthers are a one-win team. We are in week 14 now. They were sixth in total point, in total yards given up. You know how hard it is to be one and 10 and and give up the sixth least amount of yards for all teams like usually teams are running it down your throat or they're i mean like think about it think about that 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 is they have a great secondary um burns did a solid by getting ejected in the game you know they're 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 an okay uh rushing defense not great but they are they are great in passing defense uh, the only thing that they don't do is they really don't force turnovers. And the only turnover they got was a lollipop. And and that's, you know, they kind of get put in really bad positions because their offense stinks. So this was never going to be an offensive onslaught. It just wasn't. And um, and 
thank God for, for Mike Evans because he is him. So that's, um, there are some concerns with the offense. They're not a finished product. I think we can learn right now. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed in, in how the rushing game was completely stymied. Part of me wonders if they, I don't want to call, this would be quite the hubris. Part of me wonders if they kept things pretty vanilla against the Panthers with Atlanta coming up the following week, assuming you were going to win that game and knowing that Atlanta is going to be a tougher test because there were – Godwin really wasn't um, looked at often on third down. They didn't do any of those change-up runs. A lot of the things we have seen recently from the Bucks, they did not do last week. Some of it, I think, was probably rain. Some of it, I'm wondering if they wanted to keep that in their back pocket and kind of get away from it a little bit, change up kind of the tendency a little bit. Uh, so – We'll see. I mean, we're going to find out this weekend in Atlanta if the, we go back to the end rounds and and running outside the numbers and and counters and and peppering Godwin on third and so on and so forth. There, you know, Otten wasn't even a part of the game plan. And I think I'll get to Otten a little bit later in the show. I think I think that um, I don't think that's a coincidence either. So. Well, and, and real quick, uh, the Carolina Panthers now seventh in in total yards allowed. Uh, but let's let's take a look at the Falcons, who aren't far behind. They're tenth in total yards allowed, and they have a much better run defense than Carolina does. But you you take a look back uh, to the loss uh, to Atlanta earlier in the year it was a horrid performance. They lost sixteen to thirteen. Antoine was trying to single-handedly win that game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So what's the number one thing that needs to change for this rematch compared to earlier in the year if the Bucs are going to get the road upset? They have to stop the run. They have to. I mean, that like they were. I, I felt like in that game they were outcoached and they had a chance to win it, but they were totally outplayed, as you mentioned. I mean, it took – it took Hemothy-type efforts from, from Antoine Winfield Jr. to get those turnovers on the goal line. It was complete, like we'll call it like puck luck, right? I mean, just having those red zone turnovers, three of them in that contest, they let they bled yards the entire way. And it's because Atlanta did tons of counters, like just taking advantage of this uber-aggressive Buccaneers defense trying to stop the run. And running against it, running the opposite way, and 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 I thought that they were caught flat-footed the entire the entire day like that. And and Bijan only had one carry in that game. It wasn't and a it, thing. Yeah, I mean the, but that's, the team gave up 156 rushing yards and somehow didn't give up a hundred-yard rusher. They did to Chuba Hubbard, but not to the yeah. Falcons. And that's the problem. Is you know, if Levante David is not playing in this game and we don't know his status. Uh, there's there's optimism that he can maybe return. We don't know if that will be feasible. Um, Bowles did not mention Devin White Monday, so I don't know if he's on the table either. Don't know if it even matters. But um, you know, JJ Russell did did all right. I actually was was yes. pleasantly surprised with him. Uh, so it just it, it it's that simple. The Falcons love to run the damn ball right now. The Bucs are not built to beat the run because of injuries. And if you can't stop that, you are going to get 
it's going to be a, a, a slow death because they are going to run, they're going to pick up yards, they're going to keep you on the field, and you're going to be praying to hold them to three, which is what they, you know, or forcing a turnover. But, it, you know, you're going to have to make sure that your red zone defense is good enough, holding the three, and then you need to hope that your offense can generate enough points against one of the best defenses in the league. That's going to be a tall order. All right. Well, Evan is going to pull out that crystal ball, and apparently the crystal ball has something to say about Cade Otten. That is coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and they are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and watch your winnings roll in. Price Picks is really simple to play, and I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. With quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types, that is what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. This week, I'm going with Baker Mayfield to have more than 223.5 passing yards, Mike Evans more than 67.5 receiving yards, Kyle Pitts fewer than 35 and a half receiving yards and young way coup more than one and a half field goals made go to pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl all lowercase for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. again go to pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. price picks daily fantasy sports made easy Score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. The Buccaneers are currently two and a half point road underdogs against the NFC South leading Atlanta Falcons with an over under of 39 and a half points. And if you're super confident in the Bucks this weekend, you can get plus 700 odds on the Bucks to win by 14 or more. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders. My personal favorite are the same game parlays and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and score this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, Evan Klosky, and it's time to dust off the old crystal ball and talk about this weekend's game against the Atlanta Falcons. Evan, let's start things off. What is your bold prediction for the Bucks and Falcons? I've been pretty close in scores these days. You um, have been. Yeah, Cansey wasn't quite player of the game last week. I forget how many sacks they have, but they didn't get six. Um, but my, do they, how many sacks do they have? Uh, they more, had, it was more of a pressures game than a sacks game. It really was. Uh, they had four. Okay. That was close. Um, all right. Player of the game. is going to be Kate Otten. I think that teams have found some success against Atlanta via the tight end. Um, looking at it, you know, you're thinking about six receptions, 50 to 60 some odd yards. It just seems like I'm going to 
they're going to find ways to get him involved against this team because they kind of have to, especially if Godwin's not 100%. Like, they need that option. So, um, expect expect some big Otten plays. I don't know how many of them, but um, I would say that you're going to at least have a couple of splash splash plays from Otten. One of the, you know, definitely one one up the seam for 20 some odd yards. Maybe he does another one from like Indy where he makes something happen, makes a guy miss, but I like Otten. Yeah, the Falcons are 25th in the NFL against the tight end. So uh, a real uh, real favorable matchup there for Cade. Uh, who is going to be your predictive player of the game? Or Yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming there it, it's going to be Cade Otten. Um, kind of fuse your your right, so I just did, together. oh my bad sorry I, I thought you said player of the game so let me do my no we, we started with bold oh, and, my bad i screwed that up right. uh shows you how much i'm listening so that was my player of the game my bold prediction is that there will be no turnovers in this game none by atlanta, at all none by atlanta none by tampa bay this is gonna be a clean sheet there was five in the first game damn straight that's why it's bold baby that's why it's bold all right, so you heard it here. Evan Klosky no longer thinks that Antoine Winfield is Antoine Hemfield and is going to create opportunities he, for the defense. Uh, Evan Klosky, certified Antoine Winfield uh, hater. I mean, I'm certainly, I cer- certainly not that, though Antoine Winfield Jr. maybe has dropped like five picks this year. So He has. <laughs> I mean, let's just be objective about that too. All right, well... A clean game, a big day for Kate Otten. The Bucks have to go to Atlanta, will rain where rain won't be a problem because they're in that beautiful, beautiful dome. Uh, also, side note: I've I've finally given in and joined the camp that all NFL stadiums should be domes. Stop! Stop with the weather. It's stupid. Just everybody gets Come a dome on now. Dude. It, it could be a. It could be a retractable roof situation if you really want it to be, but enough with the rain, enough with the snow. Everybody gets a dope. That's what put a lid on Lambo. You can leave that one up, but like, put a lid on it. No, uh, no, no. more, no more weather. No. I'm, I'm all anti, in on dope. Anti, anti this take. Um, here's the thing: I reserve the right to change this if Levante David is going to play. If you know Jamel, Jamel Dean. If some of these injuries turn into their favor. I, I I do reserve the right to, to flip this, but on paper right now, I can't imagine the Bucs are going to be able to stop the run. Atlanta eviscerated them the first time they played in Tampa and were, were bailed out by some huge turnovers. I just don't know how the Bucs go on the road, pull out this victory. So uh, I'm going Atlanta 24 to 13 in this contest. Yeah, I, I just, um, it's going to be a low scoring Grinder type deal. They, you know, the offense will get to the red zone eventually. They're going to have to hit a couple of field goals. We're going to talk about afterwards how they can't punch it in the red zone and that burned them because if they get the scores, they're right in the game, you know, pivotal last drive or something. Atlanta pulls it out. So I'm not saying they're going to get like blown out in this contest. I think maybe around halftime, it's a three point game, but just the war of attrition is going to catch up with, uh, with the Buccaneers and uh, Atlanta will continue to um, kind of pace themselves as the, uh, the the biggest winner from this NFC South 
as they try to distance themselves from uh, the Buccaneers and and the Saints. Yeah, the uh, the top three tacklers for the Buccaneers in the first meeting, Levante David led the team with 13, Jamel Dean second on the team with 10, and then Ryan Neal uh, also with 10. So, yeah, when you're looking at, at the two leading tacklers from the last game potentially not playing, it's not exactly uh, a, a ringing endorsement. But, again, we'll see how, how things shake out. I know Todd Bull sounded a little optimistic that, that Levante would play. Also, since that matchup, we've seen more Servassier Dennis. We've seen more Yaya Diaby. Things have changed yeah. up a little bit. Let me I, say, I totally get the reservations. Just, yeah, and let me just say this. Yaya Diaby, man, that guy continues to he's, progress. He's fun. He is yeah. – um, yeah, but I'm, I'm buying stock on him because not it's not only the pressures. It's the motor, and it's what he does in the run game, too, with containing the edge. It's just he's he's gotten so much better. Uh, so still really impressed. And that's that's going to be a wrinkle that the Bucks get to use on the Falcons this time around that they didn't really use the first time around. They, they did, just in smaller dose. Yeah. So, I mean, it's again, it's early, plenty of time for, for things to change. But so far, can't see Diaby and Dennis look like three really, really good picks for the Bucks defense and its future. But that is going to do it for this episode. Make sure that you are coming back tomorrow. I will be joined by Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons for the crossover Thursday. <laughs> Always great talking to Aaron. Uh, he He is uh, the he was the more optimistic of the other NFC South hosts coming into the season, and uh, and was a little a little on the defending of Tampa Bay side and didn't think they were going to be quite as bad as as many believed. Still picked him to finish last, so we're going to see how that goes. But I'll be joined by Aaron Freeman for a crossover Thursday. In the meantime, of course, you can check out everything that Evan is doing on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10TampaBay.com. You can join both of us on the Blitz Sunday morning, 8:30. Is that right? Do I? I feel like you're right. Eight thirty. I I always say eight thirty, but I'm like, is yeah. it eight forty five? No, eight thirty. Yeah. And, and uh, you can also find us if you don't live in the Tampa area on Ten Tampa Bay, uh, the Ten Tampa Bay Plus app, which you can find in any you know Roku, Fire Stick, whatever. And then you can also find us on YouTube as well on the Ten Tampa Bay YouTube page. Yep. Got to check out the Blitz. It's the only way to get ready for the Bucks game. And of course, you can check out everything. That is going on on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at Ekloski WTSP. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs>